Hello everyone, welcome to and welcome back to the Critique and Chill Podcast. As always, it's your host Cadence. And in this episode, I'm going to be reviewing Black Panther, the movie, okay? Black Panther was incredible. It was way better than I ever could have imagined. And excellent in all the ways it needed to be. And then even eons beyond that. It was great from the start to the second end credit scene. Now I'm about to break this review down into like two parts. I'm going to start with the surface, you know, spoiler free stuff. And then I'm going to end off with the deep conversation that has to involve spoilers. But also, there's going to be some stuff I didn't mention. Like how the soundtrack really did coincide with the overall tone of the movie or stuff that like like really just cool nuances and stuff but I don't want to really break that down because I'll be talking about this movie for hours so let's get into it as far as the surface stuff this movie is everything the effects were fantastic the fight scenes were energetic and fun Wakanda was so beautiful to see a country so free and liberated but at the same time so beautiful the vibrant colors of the costume and the intricate designs that went into them the beautiful black skin that filled them everything about the look of the movie was spot on the Black Panther costume was sleek and eye-catching and even more so when it gathered the kinetic energy for the purple glow. Wakanda's royal guards, the Dora Milaje, were beautiful, but confident both in their movement and their aesthetic. The music was wonderful, and it's the subtle tones you hear throughout the movie and when certain characters come through that add a whole nother layer of enjoyment to the movie. Everything about how it is presented is excellent. The lights, camera, action part of it was fantastic. But now I gotta talk about some story and the characters, which means spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, leave, because this is a movie that you must experience on your own. You have to experience it firsthand, no spoilers. And I don't want to be the one to ruin the movie for you. So this would be a good time to dip out. The characters in this movie put it way beyond that of a normal superhero film. Because it's the characters that act as the conduits for the things that are to be said about a plethora of issues. And superhero movies don't get into too many issues as it is. The main character, T'Challa, the Black Panther, played by Chadwick Boseman, is the person who the events of the movie take their toll on the most. T'Challa deals with the weight of the entire plot on his shoulders, and whether or not he caused it, he still has to deal with the consequences, and I believe that he represents every black person in that sense. A person who inherits both the blessing and the blights of their people, whether they want to or not. And even though they're not the cause of something, or even if they, not, they were not involved when it happened, they still have to be responsible for it. For T'Challa, it's the throne, and for black people in real life, it's our DNA. Shuri, T'Challa's sister, played by Letitia Wright, is the resident genius, and designed most of the gadgets in the movie. She represents the more eccentric black person, at least in my opinion. The kid who gets laughed at for liking anime, or the family member that just doesn't quite fit in because they maybe don't like a certain movie or activity. It's good to see that despite how different she is, she is still accepted by both Wakanda and by her family. And I would hope that her influence on the story and how important she was to the plot would encourage people, especially black people, to not shun people because of the small things. And while I'm not exactly sure what the solution on any of that may be, I do know that characters like Shuri in entertainment is a step in the right direction. Nikia, played by the gorgeous first name Lupita, don't know how to pronounce her last name and I don't want to disrespect her like that, is T'Challa's love interest. 
And I really like how she was one of the people who was part of T'Challa's inner circle by choice. She willingly brings certain things to the table of his inner circle. Whereas Okoye is a royal guard, so she has to, and Shuri is his sister. So by birth, she was connected to him. But Nakia doesn't have that. She chooses to be a part of him. When he confides in her, she chooses to be there. So, whereas Okoye couldn't leave the throne when Killmonger took over, Nakia leaving and taking a heart-shaped herb is what saved the movie. It wouldn't, it, without Nakia, the plot wouldn't have been able to continue. And she did all of that of her own accord. She wasn't forced to by either loyalty or by any other reason. She just really cared for, for T'Challa, and that's what I liked about her character. Okoye, played by Denai Guerrera, as I said before, is the leader of the Wakandan Royal Guards of the Dora Milaje, and she is my second favorite character. I love how strong she was, not only in her fighting, but in her demeanor. She carried Wakandan pride all through the movie. Her strength of character comes from how loyal she is, because she wasn't just loyal to one person. She wasn't just strictly loyal to T'Challa. She was loyal to the throne of Wakanda, and aside from that causing internal conflict, I love it because the country maintaining came first and foremost to her. And even at the end, she showed that even if the throne jeopardizes the safety and survival of Wakanda, then she will go against them too. She's just amazing in every scene and in every way. And I loved every bit of her. Now for the one character that was my favorite, and I'm sure it was a lot of people's. He caught my eye from the moment he was introduced, the character that I couldn't stop thinking about. Eric Killmonger, played by the always fantastic Michael B. Jordan, is my absolute favorite part of the movie. From the moment he hits the screen. And it's because he is me. I feel like he's every African American. Someone who was disconnected from their culture and was forced to suffer in a land that is not their own. He embodies the conflicting nature of the word African American. What's beautiful about Killmonger's character is that his backstory is what makes him so relatable, and it doesn't have to be shown or said. He is angry at the oppressors of his people for reasons that I know off grip. His rage comes from events that really happen, and that's why he's so much better than any other Marvel villain, because his motivations are one not foreign to the real world. As a black man, I understand the sheer rage he harbored for the powers that be, because it didn't start out as rage for me. It started off as fear. Fear of not being able to make it home just because of my skin color. Or the fear of my mom getting abused because of her heritage. But then it turned into anger. After seeing white people make millions of dollars off of my people, the anger comes when I think about how despite building this country, we are still treated like we don't belong here. The anger comes when the beauty of black women and the excellence of black men get stolen and made into a either joke or costume. But that anger turns into rage when it happens continuously. When it seems that no matter where we look, the future or the past, we do great things and still have to walk on the eggshells. That anger turns to rage when I see my mama crying because she's afraid of what the world's going to do to her sons just because of their size and their skin color. That anger turns to rage when I see police get away with killing my people in broad daylight on camera. It turns to rage when a routine stop turns into a murder with no conviction. It turns to rage when I see one of my people get locked up for a crime he didn't commit and because of the torment he went through he was pushed to take his own life only for his story to be glossed over. So I understand Killmonger's rage fully. His rage comes from a real place. And all that suffering he went through could have been avoided if T'Chaka didn't abandon him. Because now instead of being stranded without a cause and a culture, blaming the white man the whole time, 
He now has a secondary enemy in Wakanda. His rage is multiplied exponentially when he realizes that his suffering and the suffering of his people could have been ended a long time ago if Wakanda just offered some help. And it's that pain that leads him to his downfall. He is so hurt by what he has been through and so angry about them doing nothing that he shuns all reason to the side choosing not to cooperate with his cousin but to overthrow him. He kills his lover the minute she becomes an obstacle. He is so consumed by his rage that he can see nothing else. He doesn't even want to free his people anymore. He wants to become the ruler of the new world. Killmonger is complex and amazing. He's a character that will forever be in my mind and will inspire me to do better and to let go of that hate and that rage before I let it consume me. And I hope that fellow black people feel the same. His memory will always be etched in my mind, because he was so much more than the world domination for the sake of it type. He stands in a league of his own as a character, and the reason he had to die is because there was no middle ground. He couldn't just be friends with the Lokondans or be allies. It wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been able to stand with the Avengers or make peace with his cousin. Like most of us, his scars just ran a little too deep, and he just couldn't let him go. Black Panther is everything I needed it to be. A trip to a place where black people exist without the hand of oppression around their throat. A place where the black man and the black woman are equally important and impactful. A easier way to digest the feud between Africans and African Americans. A movie that is by my people, for my people. It respects our heritage and culture, both near and far. Happy and painful. It is a showcase of the black man, the black woman, black boys and girls, black thought, black joy, black love, black rage, and most importantly, black royalty. There will never again be anything like it, and I am grateful to have gotten it. And to the Black Panther cast and direction and production team, thank you. Well, y'all, that is it. Black Panther was really just a beautiful movie, and I could go on for hours about it. About the tiny things like the fact that they have a little inscription on their bottom lip to show that they're Wakandan, or the fact that Killmonger's vest was inspired by, by Vegeta from the Dragon Ball anime. I love everything about the movie. It's perfect in every way to me, and there will never again be anything like it. The sequel won't be as big as this movie. It, has, it deserves everything that it's getting in terms of praise and, and, and money. None of the negative stuff, because it's not a negative movie. All of the th all of the things that it could have done, it didn't do. It could have been a pandering fest, where it's just like, yeah, black people, you're great, right? Now just do this stuff for the white man. It could have been one of those. It could have been a movie that just down-talked white people, but then it would have been too hateful, and people wouldn't have gotten the beauty, too. But then it could have been just another superhero movie where they just uh, disregarded Black Panther as a king and just saw him as another superhero movie. But it was none of those things. It was everything it had to be. And I just loved every minute of it. There's so much I could talk about and there's so much that I could say. But I just had to get off my thoughts on Eric Killmonger because that was the best part of the movie to me personally. And I'm going to be probably doing stuff on my other Instagram about him for a minute now. But anyway, I just want to thank anybody who's been listening up to this point. You are much appreciated, very much so. And, um, you know, go and follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Critique Chill and Critique and Chill and all that other stuff. But go see Black Panther if you haven't. If you have, see it again. You've seen it again, pre-order it. It's the bomb. Read the comics. Do everything Black Panther. Wakanda forever.